0: Hello there, I'm d Reddy, and welcome to Inside Intercom. Our guest today is Prasanth chandra CEO at Stack Overflow, the developer and technologist community that boasts over 120 million global monthly visitors. Prasanth chats to Intercom's Jordan Neal about how his career got started growing up in India's Silicon Valley and how he has transitioned to straddle both the product and business side of the industry. They also drill down deep into how and why community is at the very heart of what Stack Overflow do, how they balance the needs of both the product and the community that use it, and why he believes that they are helping to write the script of the future. It's a fascinating lesson. So let's head on over to the studio and hear from Bazanth and Jordan.
1: Delighted to have you on the show, Prashant. Let's start at the beginning. You wrote your first line of code when you were a teenager, and uh, I heard you said uh, technology has been part of your DNA for the longest time. Can you give us a brief overview of your background?
2: So, thank you, Jordan. Appreciate you having me uh, on this uh, podcast, and and really a big fan of Intercom, a great company and a great product. Uh, we're big uh, big customers of yours, so thanks again. Um, and generally, I think in terms of your question, originally I was born, and brought up in Bangalore, India, which is the what is called the silicon city of the world or at least the india uh, servicing the world maybe and in many ways that has been part of you know my thought process and upbringing my education you know part of the early you know phase where india became a uh, you know software powerhouse and helping the world uh, all around accelerate their you know their technology roadmaps and so, a lot of my education early on uh, was either through informal methods, through you know my just my dad, for example, just you know giving getting me my first computer when I was very young, to learning to code, uh, and you know Logo and Basic and uh, C plus plus and so on. And then ultimately, when I came to the co- came to the US for college, I studied computer engineering, which is basically a sort of uh, blend of computer science and electrical engineering, which is you know quite fascinating in the context of today's. Uh, uh, IOT uh, conversation and uh, continued that that journey is, uh, with more software programming languages like Perl and Java and so on, uh, and then uh, also worked at a few couple companies where um, I was a software developer. So that's always been uh, sort of the foundation uh, through which, and I'm very grateful for you know the very very uh, you know problem solving orientation of that education, both formal and informal. And then over the years after that, you know, I've always, whether that's been, uh, as I've kind of transitioned to be uh, more of a somebody who straddles the product side and the business side and technology sides, uh, have always had technology as the underlying theme, whether that's, you know, learning about technology companies in the context of uh, consulting or, you know, financial services or operating in one like Rackspace, where I was right before Stack Overflow. So that's, you know, I would say how I would say, uh, you know, technology has been a huge influence in general, and it's just obviously a huge, huge driver of progress uh, in this next uh, big era of ours.
1: That's great. And you've you've been the CEO of uh, Stack Overflow since uh, October last year.
2: That's correct. October first, two thousand and nineteen, was my first day. So six months ago, almost to, the, to this recording. Great.
1: And uh, how's it been going so far? How Have you approached the role?
2: No, I think obviously, you know, Stack Overflow is just an iconic, such a fantastic mission. Uh, that has such a broad impact around the world, right? So we have something like 150, 120 million people that show up to our websites every every month. And so that's uh, certainly not an insignificant number. And so the impact that we create around the world, I think is just, it's absolutely, it's fascinating. And uh, one that I couldn't pass up when I was uh, you know, approached about this role when I was at Rackspace. And uh, all my teams, by the way, Rackspace, are, we're always huge fans and are huge fans of Stack Overflow. Because it, all the engineering teams and the product teams and so on, and uh, you know, we uh, everybody benefits so massively in terms of acceleration of their projects and 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 their in their code writing. And so, I think in general, the role has been uh, really phenomenal. One, just the impact that we drive is a big part of why I've joined here, and uh, really being able to transform this company now to this next era of its evolution as it creates uh, the next generation set of products and and uh, and solutions for our core customers which are effectively developers and technologists uh right and so what we do is in service of them and you know all the products that we're building are in service of them so it's really about how do we build a sustainable company and a and a, and a, and a kind of a product led company that's focused on those things to make sure that the future of this company is uh, even greater than it is today
1: yeah, we're big users of Stack Overflow ourselves. We use your team's product as well. It's, it, it seems like Stack Overflow is ingrained into uh, the engineering uh, culture across the world. Um, how did that impact you taking over the role, being a fan, being familiar with the product and the community? Uh, how did that influence taking on the CEO position?
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, there are only a few companies, if you think about it, that have that much of an impact where, you know, if you, if you assume the whole world and you've heard, you know, Mark Andreessen and others who have, uh, you know, Andreessen Horowitz is an investor of ours at Stack Overflow. And, you know, he talks about software as eating the world. He's been saying that for a while. And that's, you know, absolutely true. Right. If you there's not an industry that you can think of that as that is not the case, uh, everything has an element of uh, digitization. You hear these uh, in the buzzwords of digital transformation. And that's very true. And uh, as a result of that, if you think about who's actually doing the work to make that happen, they're effectively software developers and technologists who are in the trenches, writing code, influencing what technologies to pick, whether that's you know cloud technologies like Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure or Google Cloud, and they're not really building uh, the various piece parts to, to go build out very, very customer-centric applications. And so, again, there's literally... I can't think of any company uh, beyond Stack, and maybe a couple more that operate very as core part of the ecosystem that drive that statement of software is eating the world in a very productive way. So we are—we like to say that we're sort of the life force of the internet uh, behind the scenes. You know, we don't get the credit as much publicly as uh, you know, but we're heavily, heavily used, you know, on a daily basis by developers and engineers and so on. But that's really why, ultimately, that being a fan of the impact of the company. It just felt too compelling of an opportunity for me to, to, to not pass up.
1: You talked about uh, Stack Overflow having 51 million monthly visitors. It's a huge community.
2: Yeah, just Stack Overflow, just to correct that, it's, it's 50 million users on monthly users on Stack Overflow and 120 million users every month across all our other Stack Exchange websites and Stack Overflow. That includes our technical sites like Server Fault and uh, DevOps and uh, you know uh, and software engineering and so on. Uh, so it's really 120 million, and then the core stack website is 50 million.
1: Wow, that's that's even more than I had in, in my head. Like, how is it leading a company where the community uh, is presumably as as important to you as the product itself?
2: Yeah, you know, the, the, this is a very important question you're asking, uh, and you know, I would say, I think the way. Uh, after a lot of discussions, when I joined the company, I, you know, I spent a bunch of time talking to you know every single stacker, as we call them, or employee in our company. I talked to a whole bunch of community members, talked to a whole bunch of customers, paying customers of ours. And what ultimately the conclusion that I came to was for us to be able to think about the future of this company, it's very important to think about the community at the heart of the company. It is truly the heart of the company. We wouldn't be the company we are if or the, or the organization we are without the community and so that's a core part of you know who we are and then there are an ecosystem of you know communities plus products so we actually very much think about the community as part of the product value proposition of the company because if you do treat it as if you think about it is the first product that the company launched the community right meaning like the the infrastructure or the community platform where the community can actually interact and in the rule and all of those things, it is a very much a product. And so we have really thought about that very deeply to say, how do we really treat it as like where you treat any other as you build a SaaS company or a product company, you know, you have a roadmap, you listen to customers, you iterate on that roadmap and you you take feedback from multiple different dimensions and then you keep building in, in response to feedback. And you do that very rapidly and you do that with very high, highly iterative cycles. And so that's really the approach we've taken to the community as well. So I would say, you know, we really, we, we think of ourselves as a product-led company and the communities is definitely a component of that product-led that notion of the company. And again, we're creating an ecosystem of various communities, whether they're specific to Stack Overflow or the other technical sites that we have. And then of course, the other products that uh, we are building, again, in the service of developers and technologists, whether they're talent products to help them, you know, get jobs. And again, companies uh, benefit by being able to attract great talent and then uh, ads by helping uh, developers get exposed to developer centric products or our Teams product, which allows, uh, again, developers and uh, technologists collaborate uh, very rapidly internally within companies using the same kind of format and methodology as our public uh, QA website. And again, companies benefit on the flip side because they have highly, uh, you know, they have happy employees and they are able to attract great talent.
1: And how how is the Stack Overflow community different from other communities, and maybe even different from the other Stack Exchange sites you have?
2: Yeah, I think the maybe the first part of that question, I think you know, are the logic and the brilliance of the algorithm, and you know the the, the actual way in which the original founders, both Joe Spolsky and Jeff Atwood, uh, you know, the, the, what they created. You know that has persisted for so long, right? It's persisted for 12 years. Uh, it's not perfect, but at the same time, it is quite brilliant in that uh, it has sustained, you know, a great system of making sure that you have great, always correct answers for the most part, you know, up top, and where people are very efficiently able to answer that question in a high-impact way. And that the the methodology of using upvotes and downvotes and badges and, and making sure that that ecosystem of those capabilities, I think is very, very unique. I don't know any other community, you know, other communities have forums and they share content and all those sort of things. And there's so many different examples of that, you know, both success stories and failure stories. But for us, uh, we've just been very fortunate that the system that was put into place uh, by the founders is, uh, you know, has been everlasting and and hopefully for, for a long time. And because again, it is it is proving to be very, very useful. And that's really what drives uh, the ecosystem. And Stack Exchange, I think, it's very much a, you know, an extension of the same thing in many ways, right? It's a little bit more conversational versus Stack Overflow, which is very, very, you know, binary in nature, if you will, you know, zero one. But it's it's very much that ethos is carried all the way through to the other websites. And even if you take non-technical websites like uh, the workplace as an example, which is one of our communities about how to. How we help uh, you know new people enter the workplace and how they can navigate various career challenges or things they encounter at work. There is still you know the the basic ethos of what I described around the voting system and you know what they believe is the right answer uh, very much uh, governs it. Uh, but of course, there's a level of discretion and judgment associated with that. Uh, but the rule set of making sure it's objective and right questions are asked and uh, specific answers are provided still persist across these websites.
1: And how much of this do you think is the product guiding this versus the community guiding this? I'm, I'm thinking of your team's product and how you ensure that that works even in a private community.
2: Yeah, so I, it's a fantastic question. I would say in, this goes back to my earlier point about how we very much think about uh, the community platform we're creating, uh, both the Q&A platform plus also the this, the this in terms of how we want to govern the community or how the community governs the community on its own, you know the moderator councils and all the other elements that we have got in place that's very much a it's a huge part about building you know what the community looks like. We're not building for the community we're building it with the community right very much so it's it's a very core principle for us that uh you know the community has to have the ability to define in many ways what this looks like so that you know they build it along with our help and you know we're there very much hand in hand with them as part of that so ultimately, where we got to today is obviously there's a core thesis and core brilliance associated with the the kind of the system that I described earlier from the founders. But that's obviously been informed over the years by community members, by uh, you know, we used to call them power users, but they are meta users. And the meta community was a huge part, you know, originally of you know helping define this. And over the years have been a huge influence on on driving the creation of this. And then more recently, since I've come on board, we have really tried to reignite our conversation in a positive way with the Meta community to really include them back into the feedback loops to make sure that we continuously progress the kind of the logic in the community and kind of how we build this in the future. So that extends to private teams because a lot of the consumers of private teams are going to be, again, the members of the community that are sitting within companies that have loved the external public community model. And you know, they, there are many nuances of the private experience that they help define, again, through the same feedback loops that we have established now on the private side. On the public side, it's the meta community and other kind of broader feedback loops, like uh, specifically what we call actually the loop, which is a large scale survey that we run. But internally, we also do things like customer advisory boards and other things along with uh, people that are using on the private side. Just before we continue with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about Offscript. It's a new series of candid conversations with intercom leadership all about the extraordinary AI-driven transformation we're currently experiencing. Episode one is on our YouTube channel right now. Here's a teaser of what you can expect.
1: I don't want to come across as overly dramatic, but For every single tech company, this is an adapt-or-die moment. It's inevitable that all businesses are going to go AI first. It's just a matter of time. In this post-AI world, new companies will rise. Old companies will fall. Of course, some of these new companies will flame out. Some old companies will pivot successfully too. I don't think any of us could see a world where this wasn't going to be one of the biggest changes in the customer service landscape ever. The world we care about is customer service, and it's so patently obvious that the old way will be quickly obsolete. We're racing hard to build a future which will result in better experiences and results for customers and businesses too. It's not just a product change, it's a mindset change. Let's make space to talk about all of this. We have so much we want to share. We want to explore these ideas in the open. We want to provoke new ones in you. We want to learn from your reaction. You just click the kind of like big, stupid go button, right? And see what happens. Welcome to Offscript.
2: That's all to come on Offscript. The first episode is out now. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode.
1: You talk about governance. Like, do you see the community and product as distinct entities that require different types of management or as complementary halves of the same coin?
2: Yeah, so very much like I mentioned earlier on, you know, uh, in my opinion, the Q- the way in which we work with the community and the way we want to deliver on commitments, et cetera, are very similar to how we think about delivering on commitments to customers on our products, right? And so that's why we've thought very much as the community platform, the Q&A platform that we've provided for, that we've built over the years, as very much a core product. And uh, by taking a product orientation to the community, we're able to really then You know, hold true to commitments. Very publicly publish a roadmap, as an example, and make sure that people know what the what the commitments are, and then hold ourselves accountable to that roadmap. And that roadmap is informed based on very much you know active conversations uh, with a core group of community members. In this case, the Meta community. uh, That uh, again, I've you know since I've come on board, you know we've done a huge. uh, Push to make sure that we re-engage the meta community, which uh, you know I think in transparency over the past couple of years has not we have not been as engaged in that community as we would love to have been. So now we have reignited that in a positive way, and we hope that that continues, and that that allows us to have a, a great uh, feedback mechanism and really help build the community with the community, and it's not uh, you know it's ne- never disconnected with uh, the actual requirements.
1: You talked about publishing a roadmap. How are you- do you think about the evolution of Slack overflow in the future? It's so ingrained in our culture again that I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. But how do you make sure that it doesn't become like MySpace or Bebo and run out of steam as a community?
2: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good question. I think it relates to our, you know, our mission and our long-term vision for this company. You know, ultimately, the mission for us is, we say, helping write the script of the future. By serving developers and technologists, and that's that's how we've you know uh, described that, and that's very much you know my earlier point around us being the life force of the internet behind the scenes, you know, and everybody writing code for you know their companies and their particular industries that are disrupting you know the incumbents in their spaces, or you know trying to be more relevant in the context of the future. So that I think is an extremely compelling mission that gets us all up and you know power charged up every morning. Uh, so very much a mission driven company uh, from that standpoint. Uh, now your your question around you know the sustainability of what we're doing and how long and you know how do we make sure that Stack Overflow is a everlasting entity relates to our, our long term vision of the company. So so the vision for the company is very much to be the most trusted and leading ecosystem of communities and products to help you know really both developers and technologists to solve really really complex problems that they have uh, and to be you know the best place to do that in the world. Right, so we are. That really fuels us as well in in the context of you know building things every day in the spirit of that statement, and to make sure that uh, the products we build are very relevant and you know very useful to accelerate uh, developers and technologists because obviously efficiency is the name of the game. Then you know people hate you know being distracted and, and you know being in context switching and, and not really having access uh, to information in real time. And also making ultimately companies more competitive as a result of that by allowing them to you know hire great people, promote their products, and ultimately uh, and, and, you know retain their people because you know those those meaning developers and technologists because they find their their work environment through a product like Teams, Stack Overflow, for Teams highly efficient to collaborate within their company uh, in concert with everything else that they're doing. So that's really in in my mind, uh, Jordan, how we're thinking about. You know a very long-term sustainable path for, for Stack Overflow.
1: At a community-oriented company like Stack Overflow, there can be a tension between the company leadership and the community. In some senses, both can claim to a, a sort of ownership. What's your thinking on that tension?
2: Yeah, I, I think that, you know, this is my earlier point around, you know, we never want to build for the community. I think we're always building with the community, right? So it, it is the, I think over the past couple of years, I think we would admit that, you know, the company uh, we haven't stayed as close to our uh, original power user base, or specifically the meta community. And so, what we have done over the past six months is really try to reestablish a high level of trust, and then you know, for a foundation for feedback and a foundation for you know, conversation. And we've done a lot of different things uh, on this topic. You know, we brought on a new uh, chief product officer on on my team, who is a direct report of mine, uh, Her name's Teresa uh, Dietrich and uh, and she she is responsible for the community. She sits on the senior leadership team, directly reporting it to me. So the community is very much a is a day to day conversation in our hallways and now I suppose in in our zoom rooms. but in general, it's very much a core part of how we operate. and so with that in mind, it is becoming as we uh, ingrain and we the conversation and we, as we work with the community. Uh, we've had so many uh, conversations with uh, various community members and groups, or individual settings, uh, et cetera, to make sure they very much are uh, building this with us, versus uh, you know being kind of disconnected. So I'm optimistic that the progress we've made just in a very short period of time will continue, and uh, you know we will uh, we will not find that bifurcation; that it'll very much be a joint effort.
1: Thinking about this tremendous and positive impact the Sakura Flow has had on the developer community. What changes can other leaders implement to start to foster a strong community around their own products
2: yeah it, it, it's a great question i think in, in general, I was going to speak about this aster conference uh, this this year but it obviously got uh, it got pushed out because of the coronavirus uh, scare, but I would say the uh, in in general you know I think that I think community is sort of an underestimated element of uh, you know how people about their companies. You know, a lot of people focus on brand and they focus on obviously products and so on. But the community is is such a beautiful element of making sure that you know you can create something that is so powerful and that I think by by following a few different, you know, kind of uh, principles like you know having a shared identity, making sure that people can actually gravitate towards a certain topic and you know people are enthused about talking about a certain topic and then you know making sure that we have great product feedback loops with the community to make sure there's a bi-directional framework, uh, making sure that there's enough of a sort of an incentive system so people are able to contribute and get rewarded for those things and so on. Uh, by establishing a few of those core principles and then ultimately building, like I said, you know, with the community versus for the community, all those things will allow, I think, leaders establish, you know, fairly powerful communities within their own ecosystem products. And, uh, and many companies, you know, most tech companies uh, are building their communities on Stack Overflow. Right in our public community, uh, and now they're doing that uh, with internal communities with our Stack Overflow, uh, private Stack Overflow, uh, Q and product. So companies can and others, other leaders and other companies should uh, really think about community as a core part of their principles and you know how they think about what's most important to focus on beyond you know brand and product and so on.
1: Thanks so much, Prashant, for joining us on Inside Intercom and sharing your insights. We're heavy users of Stack Overflow ourselves, so we're excited to see how you keep building it. Where can our listeners follow you and keep up with your work?
2: Yeah, so I think for obviously uh, you know, Stack Overflow broadly, we have uh, you know obviously our Twitter handle, and we have our LinkedIn. On both Stack Overflow is the handle for that. And then you can find me on uh, primarily on LinkedIn under just my name Prashant Chandrasekhar. And I've got you know I've not been a big big Twitter user over the years, but you know I do maintain that as well. But I would say LinkedIn has been my primary place to to communicate on all things. Brilliant. Thank you, Prasant. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate everything you're, you're doing at Intercom.
0: We hope you enjoyed Jordan's conversation with Prasant. If you did, we'd love you to give us a review. It helps like-minded people like you find their way to our content. We'll be back next week with another great episode of Scale by Intercom, featuring Sprinkler's VP of Marketing, Yoli Chisholm. We hope you'll join us.
1: This is Inside Intercom.